Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Kopan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our last episode of season five of We Go Boldly podcast. We are, as we always are, so very excited to have you with us today and thrilled to be talking to you about this season five's topic, faith and transformation. Before we dive in, I, of course, am going to welcome my amazing, fantastical, lovely co-host, Tova. Tova, how are you on this fine, sunny day we're having here in New Jersey? I am doing quite well. I'm excited to be talking to you. We are, we are spring breaking it, so that is exciting. We have had uh, some staycations. That has been exciting. So, yeah, you know, working and <laughs> spring breaking and doing all the things and all the things. Yeah, yeah, as one does. <laughs> yes. Well, you're having uh, the lovely sound of I was about to say snowblowers, not a snowblower, leaf blowers, a leaf blower in your in your background today. So, um, we're just going to apologize to our producer, my dad, up front <laughs> for the sound that's going to happen. It, it started uh, about what, like a minute before we started? Yes, yes. It's so frustrating when that happens. But sorry, everyone. You know, this is what happens when you have to record um, at a certain time and the neighbors don't comply with your requirements. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, not <laughs> just in gonna, a sound studio. <laughs> you're just going to plow ahead and make it work. Also, frustratingly, Tova's kids and my kids have opposite spring breaks. So, you know, we're going to have to make our towns work on that. Uh, yes. Towns, take note. You need to line up. <laughs> true, true story. True story. Um, but alas. Mine don't have spring break until next week, but we'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, that's our exciting news for the day. Now on to bigger topics like faith, transformation, small things. Um, as I said, when I opened the show, this is our last episode of the season. And um, it's a little bittersweet to end a season. I feel like I get a little I get a little sad, like we're wrapping it up. Not like it ever actually ends because, well, one, we're going to just roll into another season. And two, you and I, Tova, never stop talking about these things. They just, it just keeps on coming. Well, so it's, a circle. it's not, it's a yeah, circle. It is. And it's not like it's the last time I will ever have these conversations. But this has been a very interesting season talking about faith and talking about trans life transformations. It's been very personal. It's been um, eye opening. It's our first season where we had guests come on. And that in and of itself was exciting for, you know, obvious logistical reasons and all of those things, but also just to get such a, a wide range of perspectives on faith and what it means for people and to hear about the struggles and um, I, I, I want to say successes, but that's not the word I mean, the, the, the life um, achievements that people have had has been... I don't, it's so motivating and, and 
interesting and um, fascinating and there's so many ing words I could come up with um, but it's I, I just have found it to be a really really rewarding for me anyway personally like on a personal level I've learned so much this season and I you know to everyone who's come on the show I, I'm so appreciative because it's not easy to and I think I said this in our last interview but it's not easy to come on here and talk about your personal business and your personal struggles and even your personal joys it's not easy to sh share that with people you've never met and you don't know um, so I'm very appreciative of that and it's been it's been a lot of fun yeah and I think you know some of the people that we spoke to you know it was the first time maybe ever speaking in a interview like this and then for others it was the first time speaking in an interview like this where we're asking personal questions right so maybe they had been in a similar setting but they were being asked questions about their business or you know their company or their work but they'd never been asked personal questions and so um, and I think faith is one of those questions that it's hard to answer without getting very, very personal very quickly. And I think that, you know, um, a lot of times you can answer, um, you know, what religion do you practice pretty quickly, right? You can be like, oh, I'm, I'm Christian or I'm Jewish or, oh, I don't practice or, you know, or I was raised this way. You know, there's there's kind of an answer that we can all sort of like spout out. We have like a one liner or two liner answer that we can spout, but we never asked anyone what their religion was. We asked people about their faith. And that's a that's a different question. Now, like we found there are some people that it's the same answer, um, but it's still a different question. And the question of faith is um, is so personal, and so there was really no way of avoiding um, getting personal. And uh, <laughs> despite the best efforts of, <laughs> yeah. of, of some, I, and, I, yeah, I agree. And, uh, and you know, either Riley or I made it sure that they would not be able to avoid answering <laughs> those questions. <laughs> But it's interesting that you say that because we struggled so much with the research for this season because when researching the idea of faith and when, you know, when you're on the Googles, right, when you're looking it up, when you're trying to understand the science behind faith, the the speculation behind faith, it is so intertwined with religion. And certainly when you Google it here, it's so intertwined with Christianity that um, it was hard to get objective research from from that process, and so it's been an interesting, very eye opening from a from a non Christian perspective. Um, it's been a it's been an interesting experience to do that. Yeah, and beyond just getting like the um, you know, it's 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 oftentimes difficult to find specific. Um, articles that are not objective. That's always the case, right? You find an article and it's yeah, coming from a different viewpoint. But its it was difficult finding um, the actual uh, publications themselves were coming from specific viewpoints. So, Riley, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Because I think that, I think many of you who listen know, but 
but in case this is your first episode, which would be um, a wild ride to have this be your first episode. Um, but what generally happens is, you know, we pick these seasons because it's easier for the two of us to sort of think of um, episodes just as these broad, like a, a broad theme, right? That's how we pick these these seasons and then we kind of fill in the episodes that make sense but it usually comes to one or the other of us like this is what we think the next season should be about um, and so this season um, Riley said I think the season should be about faith and transformation and then the two of us then work together to sort out what that means and what each episode should focus on and sometimes it kind of comes all together. I know there was a season, maybe two or three seasons ago, that kind of came to you like every episode. You're like, yeah, this is it. All of yeah. them. And yep. it was like, that was amazing, by the way. Yeah. I, I know. I wish that would happen every time. <laughs> that great. Took, a lot of, <laughs> took a lot of work off our plate. Right. Um, <laughs> but why do you think that this kind of um, spoke to you, that it just said like faith and transformation? Um, yeah. Why were you called to say this is what we need to talk about next? Yeah, I think on a on a global level, like I, I think that this is a conversation that a lot of people are having, um, whether they're even aware they're having it or not. I, I'm not sure, um, but I think you know, given the context of what the world has been going through since I don't know for the last almost decade, all the upheaval, all the strife. Um, the pandemic, certainly political upheaval here in the United States um, and in Europe, I think that people are having these kinds of connection conversations and these sort of origin conversations about who am I and how do I fit and where does it all fit and how do I how do I figure it out? And I don't know that that conversation is happening in the way that we were having it and we've been having it, but I do feel like a lot of the discussions I've been having with my friends and, you know, I, I realize that people may hear that and go, oh, well, you're in an echo chamber. And I try very hard not to be. Um, but of course, you know, it's self-selecting, right? Like the people you hang out with are the people who are similar to you. But even in in the people I associate with online and and people in my outer sphere of my social group who are maybe aren't like my closest friends i i hear people talking and i tend to be you know <laughs> i hate to say it this way but i tend to be a bit of a lurker right like i'm a i'm i've said it before on the show i'm an introvert so i'm quiet a lot and i hear people talking and it's a lot of times it's this questioning it's this wondering and there's a lot of like what are we going to do? How is this all going to work out? How is this all going to play out? How do we get through this? And I feel a strong sense of connection to faith as an answer to that. And I don't feel it in, and I've said this on the show too, I don't feel it in a religious sense in any way. I know a lot of people do, and that's that's great for them. Um, but for me, I felt it in this sense of connection and this, and I think part of it grew out of that season we, that we did on empathy, but the idea that we are all far more connected than, than not, and that that feeling is something that if we could tap into and understand and, and address and be able to associate ourselves with on a deeper level would begin at least 
some personal healing, if not, you know, community healing. Um, but it's a lot of, that's a lot of hard work. That's a lot of self-awareness that most people don't have. Um, and it's, people don't have it because they haven't been forced to have it. They haven't been trained to have it. It's something we, you and I, Tova, talked about so much, this inner voice work, this kind of inner contemplative work. We're always so, and and interestingly, I think that this is going to go into our next season, but we're so busy and we're so constantly distracted and and we're so constantly barraged with information and ideas and thoughts that aren't our own. And and in some ways that's good because we're learning and we're growing and we're changing and everyone knows how much I love change. But in other ways, it's not great because we don't take time to be quiet. And one thing that the pandemic did for a lot of people was enforce this quiet and force people to listen and hear themselves in ways that they hadn't done in a long time. Now, that cuts out a huge swath of the population that didn't have that luxury. And and I feel compelled to acknowledge that and and make, make it clear that I acknowledge that. Um, but there are, you know, also a huge population that were forced to slow down and were forced to stay home and think and be with their families or be with themselves. And that is a very different experience for a lot of people, certainly in this country. And so I think that that's what brought me to this, this thought process, you know, and then on a personal level, you know, selfishly, it's something that I wanted to talk about for me, because um, I spent a lot of time hiding my faith out of embarrassment or fear of being, um, uh, sh- I guess, shunned. I don't know what the right word is. Fear of being ostracized for not being, you know, quote, normal or mainstream about how I how I carry my faith. I also wanted to understand my doubt, which is something I think we're going to get into in a couple minutes. I wanted to understand this concept of doubt. I wanted to hear other people talk about it. And I and that happened. And I wanted to understand that on a deeper level. And um, I think that that is something we all benefit from is understanding that we are not alone in our experience, that, you know, it's not unique to feel doubtful, that, you know, that that that's that's a normal and integral part of faith. And to have had that happen, I think, for me, only made my faith stronger and made myself awareness stronger and made me more confident in who I am and how I <clears throat> how I express myself. So that was my very long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think it's I think it's interesting and um you know even though you know as we wrap up the season this is sort of a a personal conversation we did we did do research into this episode. I say we, Riley, Riley did research into this episode. And, uh, you know, to, to see what was out there and to see, you know, what, what was being said about when people do lean on their faith and, you know, rely on their faith and, um, and what people did like more recently during the pandemic when it came to, you know, relying on faith and how people, um, 
like what they look like. And I know I had just, I sort of randomly had heard that there was like an increase in um, like crystal sales, right? Like, because people, people were looking for, I think answers or people were looking, people were looking for something, right? And to me, at least, um, faith can sometimes just even mean a search for something, right? A search for some sort of answer, or a search for something more, which is interesting. And in many ways, it was apparent in conversations that we had with with many of the guests that we had on the show this um, this season is that that was what faith was for them a lot of times was this this search for something. So we can take a quick break and then we can come back because I do think you and I have both been sort of um, tiptoeing, I guess is the best way, around this conversation about um, faith and doubt. And I would love to talk about it a little more before we wrap up the season. So let's take a quick break and then we will be right back. Both Riley and I are lucky to have worked with incredible coaches throughout our lives. We knew that we wanted more meaning out of our lives, but we weren't sure where to start. Our coaches made all the difference. They gave us direction and support when we needed it most. Now, we are fortunate enough to be coaches ourselves, and we are excited to pay it forward. We can help you uncover your purpose and live your limitless life. If you would like to work with us, Check out our services at www.goboldlyinitiative.com. We can't wait to talk to you. Now, back to the show. Okay. Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, so I know one thing that has, I don't know, um, plagued might be a dramatization, but concerned me over the years. Um, and you know, we've talked about having a crisis of faith and and what that means, but is this feeling of whether you can have doubt and still have faith. And I know, depending on what you read, um, faith could be, and doubt could be considered opposites of each other. Of course, now the uh, leaf blower, I believe, is directly in front of the window that I am sitting next to. Um, <laughs> um, maybe the leaf blower does not believe that doubt and faith, or does believe that right. doubt. <laughs> He's trying to shut right. you down here. Yeah, yeah, they're just disagreeing with me. But no, but um, you know, I I think that um, it is very easy, and I you know, I think especially as a kid it's it's easy to think that in order for you to have faith you can't have any doubt and so if you have doubts then you know there's you don't have enough faith then then somehow you're not you're not good enough or you're not you don't have the faith that you need or you're whatever it is it's just it's not enough you're somehow failing at at practicing your faith and somewhere along the way I was told or read, or you know me, I don't ever attribute anything properly because I never remember where I heard it from, um, that, you know, faith, you know, you have to have doubt. Like, that's the whole point, that if if you didn't have doubt, 
Um, it would just be knowing. It would be like knowledge, you know, <laughs> be like the equivalent of having a ruler and be like, okay, this is an inch. And, you know, it would just be knowing, right? That's not what faith is. And so suddenly I was like, oh, well, great. I don't have to know because I can have faith in something. And doubt is just part of faith. And that sounds so much easier <laughs> and less stressful. And so um, I was able to be much more confident, I guess the best description is, in my faith when, I've, when I left room for doubt. And as we had conversations with our guests over the last season, it felt like where there wasn't room for doubt, it, there also wasn't room for faith. Where we were talking to women who were in situations where they were learning about their, the rules that they were bound by. And if there wasn't room for doubt, then they really just weren't all, they just were not having room for faith either. There just wasn't room for anything. And so, um, but I guess then the question begs like, okay, so if doubt isn't the opposite of faith, what is the opposite of faith? Yeah. And that's, I feel like the question we have been sort of kicking around for, for the whole season. And, and that is, I hate to say it that way, right? Like, but it seems like the question that we've been mulling over all, all this time. And I read, Tova and I were talking about this, but I read this article um, and it was quoting uh, Sharon Salzberg, who I read a fair bit of her writing and I find her fascinating and her her work on meditation is very interesting. Um, she was writing about, about faith and she was writing about the opposite of faith. And she was saying a lot of what you were talking about, Tova, and that a lot of folks think that the opposite of faith is doubt. And I I tend to think that is because people look at doubt as if it is a weakness, as if it makes you vulnerable, right? Like, and particularly in a religious setting, right? Because if you have doubt within a religion, then perhaps you are vulnerable to failing your religion in some way, and you're vulnerable to outside influence or wickedness of some sort. Um, and that's how I've always kind of looked at it. Uh, and I, and I, and I can understand that to, to a point. Um, but she, she wrote, you know, doubt applied in the right way as curiosity and a willingness to question can enrich and enliven our faith. And I feel like that is, once I understood that doubt is not a weakness, that doubt doesn't mean I have failed in some way to understand, right? That I am not a faithful human. Um, and again, it, it for me, it has nothing to do with religion. So it's interesting how it comes to play in, I think for, for all people who have some sense of faith, it comes into play regardless of whether you are a religious person or not. Um, but you can, you feel, you know, you can wind up feeling like you're failing in some way, like you have, un, you know, discovered some flaw in your character, or there's a weakness in your spirit, because you have doubt, and you have questions, and you, you're not sure. And, you know, the truth is, I have doubt, and I have questions, and I'm not sure <laughs> about almost everything, because I'm a person of curiosity, and who questions the world. And um, I, 
it was a struggle for so long to reconcile how I could have those feelings about everything else and it would be okay, right? Like I would question science, I would question math facts, I would question you know, my poetry teachers, I would question everybody. And, and to me, that was normal because that's how you learn and you grow. And then I would question my own feelings of faith. And I would go, well, but all these people over here seem to just blindly follow what this book tells them to follow. Um, and that was very confusing to me. So it, I think part of the purpose behind this season, at least on a, on a personal level, is to understand that that, in fact, is a normal experience <laughs> that a lot of people have had. And, you know, to reconcile all those feelings and understand that doubt is not, in fact, weakness, that doubt is normal, that everybody has doubt. And it's a part of the growing process. It's a part of how you learn and understand and how you get closer to your own feelings. Um, and that that's that that's healthy, in fact, at the end of the day. But I but I also think that the, in reality, the opposite of doubt, um, and this is what Sharon Salzberg again calls it, but I, I tend to agree, so I'm not just not just quoting her. But she she says the opposite of doubt is um, the experience of utter isolation or despair. And I I think that that or the opposite of faith. Did I say the opposite of doubt? Yeah, the opposite, the opposite of faith. Of, the opposite of faith. Um, is isolation and despair. And to go back to what I was talking about earlier, I think that that is why, to me, faith is such a huge component of community and connection. Because without faith, you feel so isolated. And that, you know, that's such a, obviously, I mean, it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, such a lonely and sad place to be. Well, and I think this is why if, if you're sitting here going, okay, uh, so this was a really long season. This is the 17th episode of the season. Why again did we have this long season? And it's because if you haven't, if you haven't figured it out already, um, we think it's really important that you make sure that you have faith in something. Um, it does not have to be in a higher power. It doesn't have to be in a God. It can be in a community. It can be in in anything. But the point is what you were just saying, Riley, which is that if, if we believe, which you and I have sort of come to, that the opposite of faith is this concept of maybe despair, um, is that without it, it is hard to get through dark times. And, and it's hard to get through just sort of so-so times, to be perfectly frank, um, because it is, it, it is hard to have cultivated a um, atmosphere of community. And if you're saying, well, I don't have faith, but I have a great group of friends, or I have this sisterhood that I'm part of, or you probably actually have faith in something that you've just not named that. So that's fine. You don't have to call it faith. It's cool. Right. You can <laughs> go on living your best life. We've just called it faith and that's what we've called it. But you've you've put your you've put what we've called faith. You we've you've put it on into something else. Something greater than yourself. Something greater than 
just you sort of standing alone. Right. Um, right. And you've put it and you you're part of it. And you are you are part of something greater than yourself. And, and it's something that you can lean into when you need to. And it's something that can help lift you up when things get difficult. And I think this is why, you know, people um, saw strange things happen at the beginning of the pandemic, right? We saw these Zoom connections that took place and, and we saw, you know, people though saw these rise of chakra bowls and crystals and tarot cards were selling off the shelves. And I would imagine that um, if we were to reach out to certain religious organizations, other religious groups, there would be, um, you know, you know, priests and they were reached out to as well, right? Like there was people went to religion and people um, just after, just like after anything, right? After any tragedy, people come together and there can be faith in country or faith in whatever there, um, but you need something, you need something truly reliable though. It has to be like a real, a real faith. And I don't, I'm not talking about, um, I'm not diminishing crystals. What I mean by it is sometimes you see after like a tragedy, you see like a pop in faith of something for like two weeks. <laughs> and I don't mean that. I mean, like, we need something hardier um, that will actually, like, get us through something lengthy. Um, you know, like, something reliable. Yeah, and it, it's also, you know, sometimes it's even simpler than that. Like, if you're, a, you know, if you're a farmer or if you have a green thumb and you like to grow plants, you have faith that those plants are going to grow. You're going to water them. They're going to go in the sun and they're going to grow. That belief that it's going to happen. Yes, it's science. Yes, there is obviously a, a process that is happening. I personally very much believe in science, but there's and there's a process that's happening. But you also have faith that it's going to happen for you, right? There is the absence of despair that the those plants will never grow again. That is faith. Um, you may call it something else. You may call it, you know, knowledge passed down through generations of farmers. I, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But it's also a, a bit of faith. And if you, you know, you're a hiker and you are on the Appalachian Trail and you're using your your skills to, to navigate, you have faith in yourself. You have faith in your own skills to get you from point A to point B. That's faith. It doesn't have to be faith in a god. It doesn't have to be, like Tobo was saying, it doesn't have to be something that makes you uncomfortable. In fact, it shouldn't be something that makes you uncomfortable. Let me rephrase that. Um, faith is about what you are most comfortable in. And it it maybe, maybe you go through a little discomfort to get there. I know I did. Um, but once you get there, it's, you know, it's, it's a weighted blanket. It's like, it's the most comfortable thing that you could ever put on. And so you'll, you know, I hate, I hate to say it this way. I keep saying that today, but <laughs> you'll know it when you see it. Um, it will feel comfortable to you. It'll feel like the right place to be. And so maybe it is that group of friends that you know you can rely on. And when things are bad, when things are good, when, whenever, and you can call them up and say, you know, this is what's happening. And they'll either, 
you know, celebrate with you or commiserate with you, whatever it is. So faith is often misconstrued as a belief in a religion. And that's not that's not the kind of faith we're talking about, because it may just be a a a deep seated belief in yourself. That might be your faith. And that's that's okay too. I hope it expands outside of that as we all deserve to have something bigger than us, uh, whether it's a community, a belief in the universe, a belief in God, whatever it is for you. Um, and I would encourage you to work towards that because it, it feels good. And I like to feel good. I think other people do too. <laughs> but, you know, um, I do think we need to take one more break. And then uh, we will come back and talk a little bit more about this topic. We'll be right back. We launched our podcast with the goal of reaching other people who might be struggling or looking for something more out of life. We've been broadcasting for almost a year, and we are proud of where we are today. We have so much more to say and so many more people to reach, and we can't wait to keep growing and learning and talking with all of you. We need your help to keep going. Every episode takes time and money to create, and we would love your support. If you like what we are doing, please support us by joining our Patreon community and becoming a monthly subscriber. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Now back to the show. Okay. So we are back and, um, before the break, we were talking about sort of all the variations of faith and sort of what it can mean for you and the fact that it doesn't have to be that sort of traditional sit in church on Sunday concept, uh, though it can be. And my cat is making himself known. So we're having an exciting recording day today. <laughs> Leaf blowers, cats, all It's one days. of those days, right? Um <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. I'm having faith that we will get through the podcast without any more interruptions. <laughs> um, but, you know, faith in in hard times, I think, is especially important. And so when we're thinking about how we get through these particularly hard transformations or, or lifetimes, you know, we, and we all go through them, like nobody's un goes through life unscathed, right? Like whatever they are. Um, there are things we can do to help ourselves before they happen, right? Like I almost think of it in terms of preventative medicine. Um, and one of those things is to build up our faith, right? To have faith kind of in our pocket <laughs> before tragedy strikes or whatever is going to, you know, come into our lives, comes into our lives. So there's that aspect. But then there's also like the more fundamental things we talk about, like getting your routines in place. Do you have a morning routine? Do you have a nighttime routine? I don't. I need a nighttime routine. So if anyone has some good suggestions, send them my way because I'm still working on it. I still have that bad mom habit of being like, no, this is my time and I'm going to stay up late. Um, so... <laughs> So I'm still working on that. Anyone wants to hold me accountable, feel free. Uh, 
But then also, you know, learning to practice self-compassion before you really need it is a great habit to get into. So like when you aren't feeling bad about yourself, remembering to be nice to yourself. I know it sounds funny, but it's much easier to be nice to yourself when you're in a good mood than it is when you're in a bad mood or when something hard is going on. So if you practice that ahead of time, it'll be already ingrained into your brain as a habit. It's something, you know, that my psychologist way back in the day worked on with me. Well, I mean, listen, there's a reason that organized religion relies on rituals and routines to Mm -hmm. enforce faith. And so whether you participate in one or not, like we would encourage you and encourage ourselves to support and build our own faith by, um, you know, relying on and building our own, you know, religion, well, not religions, I mean, if you would like to go for that, but um, (laughs) rituals and routines. And, you know, it's interesting. The other day I couldn't decide whether to make uh, muffins or I I wanted to bake and I wanted to like get something for the kids for the afternoon and they were having like a play date and I was like, oh, I'll bake something or whatever. So um, I kind of just needed to distract myself from whatever was happening in the play date, frankly. And so I was like, I'll make muffins or scones and I couldn't decide. And then I wanted, I decided I wanted like the ritual that went into the scones, like the steps that you, cause you have to like cut the butter and then you have to like crumble it with your fingers. And then like, there's a whole scone making written and you gotta knead it. And like, there's a whole scone thing that has to happen as opposed to the muffins where you just put it all in a mixer and mix it. And, um, but there's something that can be very, I don't know, just nice and relaxing about some of these rituals and um, that can help you sort of ground you and center you as everything is going around you. And they can also ground and center you when things are really, really wonderful, right? So when things are phenomenal, I I like them too because it's like a nice way to kind of um, take that piece and sort of like hold on to it for like the next day when maybe things aren't as fantastic or whatever the case might be. So, um, you know, as we as we end, head to the end of the season and you've heard all of these stories, hopefully, if anything you figured out, there is really no wrong way to um, follow your faith, right? Every story has been different and fascinating and every transformation has been you know, no one's done transforming and no one, I don't think ever finishes transforming, but, um, you know, there's, there's no wrong way to do it, but it is, it is something that you can sort of guide yourself through these different rituals and, and practices that you experience daily throughout your life. And so you get to decide how you put these routines into your life and, and what you get to do, and then they can be there for you. And I know, at least for me, I had a lot more routines in my life than I realized um, when the pandemic came and like everything was just totally like flipped upside down. I didn't realize how many things I had built into my day that was kind of grounding for me until everything changed. I didn't realize how many things 
I relied on to encourage like taking a break and taking a, a breath until that didn't happen. And even just like things like transitions, like I would sit in the car a minute, but when I wasn't going and taking anywhere in, to, in the car, <laughs> like I wasn't dropping my kids off at daycare, it wasn't actually getting them out of the car and having them leave my house, although that was lovely. It was those few minutes in the car after like that I sat in, front, in the daycare and just kind of like regrouped and like checked some email and just took a minute before I went on and did my thing. There were all these little moments throughout the day that I had like peppered in. And so, and then all of those disappeared. Um, and so I think that, you know, these routines that we have can be so important for us. And so we need to figure out how to build our faith into the day. And that's honestly why one of the questions that we always asked people and it was so important and one of my, my favorite questions to ask and I'm was always interested to hear the answer was how do people incorporate faith into their daily daily lives because it was always interesting to hear their answer riley's cat is also interested to hear their answer <laughs> yeah my cat is having a having a field day meowing in the background here um yeah and and it's so divergent amongst people how it how it comes into play um and that is a great segue into the homework, of course, um, which I don't know if you realized because I didn't even put it in our outline. But uh, I think it's time to move on to homework. So let's go ahead and uh, and do that, which I'm I, again, I'm still bittersweet about ending the season. I'm a little sad, you guys. That's OK. We'll revisit it. We'll revisit it. Um, but yeah, so we're going to give you guys some homework for our final episode. And I think it's important, uh, so I hope you all do it. It's uh, it's pretty much what Tova was just talking about, and that is, of course, we're gonna have you journal because that's what we do around here. Um, but what I what I would like for everyone to do is to stop and have a think about how faith comes into play in your everyday life, and what ways do you incorporate faith in your life? Is it purely, you know, going to church on Sunday or going to temple on Saturday? Is it neither of those things? Do you have a sense of faith? So take the time to really think about it. If you need to set a timer, sometimes this really helps me. I'll set a timer for 10 minutes and it'll force me to like stay focused and actually get it out on paper. Um, so that's just a just a hint. Um, but write it all down and see where your faith is. And then once you've done that, take another piece of paper or another page in your journal and write out where you would like your faith to be. Do you know? Think about it. Um, because you can direct it anywhere you want. And so once you've done those two things, Reach out to your accountability partner, have a chat, see what they came up with, talk about where you are and where you would like to be. I think it's super important in our lives to take the time to focus on ourselves and our inner lives so that we can start this process, if we haven't already, of connecting our inner world to our outer world and making those two parts of ourselves more whole. And this is a huge part of that process. So um, 
after you've done all that, feel free to reach out to us on social uh, at Go Boldly Together. Send us a message anytime. We always want to chat with you all. And that is it for season five. We will be back with uh, some new fun things for you in season six. And until then, enjoy your week and we will talk to you all soon. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit wegoboldlythepodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.